So, Raim Tov, we continue in the Sefer Bayam Darkecha. We are on page Tuf Yud Gimel. Um, last week we left off discussing the Oinik Shabbos of enjoying the physical food and what role it plays. And how we said how the Shabbos Sudas are a continuation of the Devekus that we achieve during the prayers. So now we are focused on subset Ches. There, Sid, can you close the door? Just close, yeah. Where he asks the most important question. He's going to say that it need, we need a lot of effort to not forget the goal and to not fall into the supplementary aspect and not to uh, engross ourselves and sink in our efforts into the physical pleasures so much. And the real question is, how do we accomplish this? How do we succeed to eat and take pleasure and at the same time remain connected to Hashem in the light just as we were by prayer? Huh. That's a good assumption that we're so connected during prayer and our minds weren't wandering. But let's assume our minds haven't wandered and we're very connected to Hashem during prayer because there's nothing else hopefully to distract us. So but during the meal when there's wife, kids, friends, food, all kinds of things going on. How are we going to stay focused? And the first general suggestion, how to succeed, to maintain the spiritual loftiness, even when we're eating, is to not take the Gashmias for the sake of Gashmias. Don't involve in the physical meal just for the physical meal without any spiritual connection. But to remain firm, that the physical pleasure is only an assist to help us be joyous and elevated, but it has no independent meaning of its own. Because if you take the Gashbias for an independent goal, then you're in danger of falling completely. But if you clearly recognize that the food is just an extension of the prayer and your spiritual avoda, then with God's help, you can remain strong with your dvekas. Okay, and I think that's that may have been where we ended last week. So now we're going to get into Derek Lemaisa. So we now divide into three areas we have to focus on. Area number one, he calls histaklus, the way we view the entire situation. The second one is hanhaga, is our conduct. And the third one is machshava, our thoughts. So let's do each one. The first one is to view the meal with a lofty view. And that is to be very connected to the knowledge that the pleasure that you're looking for is the soul's pleasure with Hashem. And even though we need to indulge the body, but the indulgement of the body is only to strengthen the dvekas. Like we said, this, the prince wants to enjoy the good news, so he wants others to be happy as well. That's the whole point. And not to get drunk like the other uh, prisoners just to get the sake of being drunk. And that's what the Zohar brings us in Parsha's Yisro, where Shimon Bar Yochai tells us, he says, Askina Sudosa Askina Sudosa he says, this is the suit of the meal of the king. This is the meal of faith. It's not a 
repast. It's not a festival. Okay? So, that's an important idea. And what he really says, and amazing, he says, this is not a family get-together. A lot of people look at the Shabbos meal as, oh, getting together with friends, getting together with relatives, family, family time together. I'm not saying it's not family time together. I'm not saying it's not. But it's not the goal. The goal is not, oh, let's be with our family. And the whole focus is catching up on family. This is not to be understood as a family celebration. We have to understand that we are sitting before Hashem and we're rejoicing with Hashem and He is illuminating our souls. And yes, and the body gets its portion to expand its da'as. A subject we're going to talk more, Amir Tzashem, at tonight's Parsha class. So first one, get the right view. Now it doesn't mean you're not going to enjoy the meal, but you have to understand what is. It's like imagine you and your family has been invited to the king's table for dinner. What are you going to talk about? You're, you're happy to bring your kids to that, but what are you going to talk about? So that's the view, the hashkafa. Number two, the conduct in action is to conduct yourself in a lofty manner to show that we are engaged in spirituality. And therefore, the custom of Jews has always been at every meal to accompany the eating with singing nigunim and songs of Shabbos, say divrei Torah, tell stories of tzaddikim, and other lofty, holy words. And to be very careful, as we'll discuss more in another day or two, that our words of Shabbos should not be like our work, weekday words. And not to speak, to speak mundane words of physicality. Or just stop, just chirping away words that have no meaning and no spirituality. You know, that's a very important idea. A lot of times people just talk about what they talk about at work. And that's not what it's about on Shabbos. Because the meals of Shabbos have to be in a Shabbos atmosphere. And a Shabbos atmosphere is not a family atmosphere. But it's an atmosphere that reveals uh, the, the idea that we are Jews and how fortunate we are as Jews and that we're fortunate to be connected to Hashem. This is a day of the revelation of the light and the joy of the soul. That is our actions. And third, our thoughts is to keep the thoughts very strong of Dveikus Hashem and not to weaken that Dveikus Hashem and at least to have a general mem re remembrance that this is all about Hashem at the table. So, you know, at Chas we can't make any images. It'd be really helpful if you had one seat at the table dressed up like a king and say, this is God, but we're not allowed to do that. Now, there's nothing wrong with having an empty chair at the table. You could have an empty chair at the front and says, who's that for? That's Hashem's chair. But, you know, that, that's going a bit far. But just have this idea that Hashem is at the table. And live that way. How would you behave if Hashem is at the table? And if you want to talk about things that aren't appropriate, you at least would leave the table and talk about those things. 
That's a very big thing to how we view it, how we act, and how we think. Okay, now we move into sec section Yud. So now he reviews what we've explained already, that Shabbos is a day of uh, uh, pleasure of Dveikos, and where mm -hmm. spirituality is intertwined in the natural realities of life, where the mm -hmm. prince feels how it's natural to live with the king or Hashem. Okay, on Shabbos, because on Shabbos, the, the natural world connects with the spiritual realities. So you have to live with the reality of the soul, with the dveikas that it has to Hashem, which is the light of Shabbos, that delight, and do it, on the other hand, without leaving the world, but within the natural world, and use everything within nature to give joy to the soul. Now, there's an, a couple of important footnotes coming up over here, starting with the one on footnote, Reish Ayin Beis. It's, it's a bracket, but it's a long footnote. And he says, here is a point where we should point out that we should pay attention to the fact that Shabbos has to be a day of tranquility where you're at ease, calm, no pressure, especially in real, together when you're dealing with the children. They have to feel joyful and tranquil and pleasant. No pressures at the table. And we don't pressurize people even from the spiritual work. And God forbid it shouldn't happen. That a person, um, you know, should uh, create pressure so that, oh, we have a lot of pressure to make sure it's a real spiritual meal. Oh, man, we, we, we got to think lofty thoughts every second. And you tell the kids... Why are you thinking of uh, talking about checkers at the table? You don't do that. And the kid's only a six-year-old kid. We can't pressure them. Okay, let's just be quiet the whole time. And cause a an atmosphere of avelus and pressure. Kids are afraid to be who they are. No, that is not. If there's any pressure at the table, you failed. Plain and simple. Okay. But... You've got to realize, oh, I brought you, uh, what do you call it, by the way? Yeah, up there. I bought you two, I found two, but I didn't want to put them out in the other room because everyone will eat them. It's right there, I forgot to tell you. Anyway, so therefore, but rather, we guard the lofty conduct and that the soul be in a place of dvekas, and then you can make people happy. And rejoice with the tranquility that you feel together with the loftiness. And that's a proper way. Be calm. Make the kids happy. I mean, you could talk to them. You could talk about, you know, how did your week go in school? There's something wrong with that. But from a position of drawing it back to Hashem, you see. So what did Hashem do for you this week in school? Where did you see the Yad of Hashem in school this week? Where did you learn to be Mavatar in school? Was there any situation where you learned to be Mavatar this way in school? Were you happy in school? Were you happy learning Hashem's Torah? St things like that. 
And anyone who's clever will act that way. Because sometimes, it depends on the age and everybody, sometimes saying Dvar Torahs are good. Sometimes singing a lot is good. For some, it's better to do more of one and less of the other. So the general rule is you've got to feel for yourself and see how the family is feeling that Shabbos is a day of tranquility, calm. And the calm comes when Hashem is with us. And that's the sweetest and most pleasant thing that a person should feel and explain to his children and express his feelings, the connection with Hashem brings simcha. So for some children, telling stories. You have to find what will the children enjoy and feel relaxed. Or maybe let, if the children go to a good school, they could tell stories they heard from their teachers. It all is directed back. Being with Hashem should be a very pleasant, non-pressurized situation. If a kid... Right after Kiddush spills a cup of wine all over the place, you say, oh, see, it was Hashem's will that there should be wine all over the table. It looks so nice with the wine. Now let's remember all the halachas of Shabbos. How can we clean it up without transgressing? We have now a mitzvah to clean the house, to clean the table without doing an avera. That's a mitzvah too. Let's see if we can remember. What's the best way to clean the table? Without yelling and screaming, you idiot, how can you say it's the tenth time you spilled the blah, 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 it's Shabbos. You can't make a mess on Shabbos. Well, that ain't going to work. You laugh, you laugh. <laughs> oh, you win the prize. You're the first one who spilled. It's amazing. Uh, I guess Hashem wanted you to spill, so I would remember the halachas of how to clean it up. Without being so it's like chazar, it's like review of what I know. So let me review. Okay, kids, can I just take a napkin and press hard and clean it up and then squeeze it out? Can I do that? No, no, you can't do that. So what do I do? And then the kids will tell you what they're supposed to do. Okay, would you like to clean up? Show everybody how you're going to do it. Yeah, we just gently put it over. It absorbs by itself. And then we have to be careful when we throw it out because we can't squeeze it and all that. And it becomes a chazara lesson instead of screaming and yelling at the kids. Because you know Hashem wanted that grape juice to spill. That was part of the meal's agenda for that to happen. See, that's very important. And to realize this connection to Hashem brings you so much joy for a, a variety of reasons. Because number one, the moon in Hashem calms a person from pleasure, from pressure. Because I truly believe that all the work of the week is done. Hashem has taken care of everything. I have no worries in the world on Shabbos. It's like it's like being on vacation. Don't have to go anywhere. Everything's taken care of. It's amazing. I it's freezing cold outside. Who cares? I'm with Hashem. Hashem's holding my hand. Does it matter what the weather is when you're out with holding Hashem's hand? Adarabba, I have more scar what Hashem is doing for us. And also on the on the side that it it comes all those desires to have to be so successful that pressure is created even for spiritual success that really takes away our joy and our contentment. On Shabbos, you're getting to complete Dvekus and Bitol, 
and we have a simple pleasure with Hashem, as there used to be a commercial for a food that sang out, simple pleasures are the best. Oh yes, that was one of my favorites as a little kid. I'm not going to do a rendition of it, but I could sing it pretty good. Okay. All right. Anyway, so that's why it's like when you're sitting on your, your father's lap who loves you. That's how we feel. And also the fact that the neshama is elevated above, way above all the, all the uh, vanities of the world that darken the world and make everybody unhappy. And, and that brings us to a spiritual world, a world connected to Hashem with joy of the soul enrooted to its father. And we should express this conduct actively by showing our calmness and to live this wondrous life of being a Jew. Geschmack to be a Yid. And that should be the entire environment of Shabbos. And therefore, if let's say it's the week's over and you want to see how well the kids learned, you test them, but not with a way of pressure, not to yell at them, right? In a way that's not their eretz. You don't want them to lose hope, and it should all be with joy. So would you like to go over the parsha? The kid says, I don't want to go over the parsha. All right. You don't have to go over the parsha. But if you, you know, go over the parsha, you get all the questions right, you get your Shabbos treat, oh yeah, I want to go over the parsha. And if the kid doesn't do so well, you help him out. You don't say, how come you don't know the answers? You only got one out of ten answers right. Got to find a way to say, oh, I guess I guess uh, maybe you weren't in class for a day or two or maybe someone was distracting you. Okay, let me, let me do, would you like me to go over the parsha? Then I'll ask you questions afterwards. So you can, whatever, whatever. Make it so the kid, everybody walks out a winner. That's so important to create that environment. Back upstairs. Now, so therefore, if the main focus on the spiritual, so we have to be, that, and, and what will help this is we got to be very careful to guard that every situation and the atmosphere of the Suda should be elevated to be careful to not say words that are not fit to say at a king's table and to rather increase zmiros, praises of Hashem, words of Torah, service of Hashem, because that's how the soul will succeed in strengthening its bond to Hashem and not to be pulled after the body, that the body wants to make the low part the main thing of the entire meal. Now, in Reishai and Gimli, asks an interesting question. What do you do if you're eating as a guest at someone else's house who is not on your level of spirituality? He's an Orthodox Jew, but all he does is talk about food, talk about business, talk about all these other things. And he has no control of the atmosphere. Whatever it is, you have to make at least an effort to not be influenced with a mundane atmosphere and to strengthen yourself to focus holy thoughts or maybe to have a little safer over there or to picture what a lofty environment is for himself. In other words, there's a lot going on at a table. Let's say there's 10, 50 people at the table, and they're all getting involved in talking about all kinds of things. It's not Shabbos. So guess what? Very few people care if you have anything to say at the table. There's usually plenty of people who want to do the talking. 
You don't have to worry. If it's your house, you're in charge. You can decide how things go. But if you're a guest, there's a lot of people at the table. And you see that the direction of this meal is not a spiritual direction. But nobody's in control of your mind. Remember, Baal Shem Tov says, you are where your mind is. So imagine you're sitting at a, you're not sitting at Joe Blow's table, you're sitting at a Hasidish Rebbe's table. And in your mind, you're thinking of this miros. Imagine, you're thinking you're at a Westmont Shalshus. Okay, now, what would be going on at a Westmont Shalshus? Well, we're going to start off with some Nigunim, and you know what the Nigunim are, and you can hum them in your mind. And if you have a great memory, better than mine, you think, well, what did the rabbi say last Shabbos? So maybe I can go over what he said last Shabbos. And then, and then maybe you may get distracted and say, oh, Yankel, what do you have to say about this? Oh, uh, um, uh, what, what were we talking about? You know, what's your opinion about the, uh, the war in, uh, in uh, what do you call it, Ukraine? Hashem knows what he's doing. What do you mean? Hashem is the one in charge. But what should the United States do? You know what? It's Shabbos. It doesn't matter to me what the United States does. You know, and that's okay. They know that I'm not going to talk to you anymore. He's too from. You know, you there are things you can do. You're not beholden to what the the host is is going to force you to do. Now, of course, he suggests it's a good idea to try to bring up something that's interesting that's not connected to mundane things. Change the topic. You could say, oh, you know, I heard an interesting uh, discussion. You know, if, if you could use a Shabbos scooter, <laughs> whatever. Whoa, what are you talking about? Well, they got the technology. People can't walk to shul. Is that, now try to get the discussion into that into a spiritual realm. Or did you hear about the, the great Siamashas that they had last week? Oh, I heard Rabbi so-and-so spoke, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Steer it in a better direction. That is always something you want you want to try to do. Although you may not be successful, at least you have to try. So now obviously you try to avoid going to these places. Sometimes you don't have a choice. It could be your family. Right? But don't look aloof and with a sour face to show I really don't want to be here. Come with a big smile and you're smiling and you're thinking, oh, it's shot. You don't have to tell anybody. Why are you smiling so much? Well, just think how beautiful Shabbos is. What's so beautiful about it? Well, then now you got a chance to talk. Don't worry. Most people don't care about the quiet guests. You know what you could do? Volunteer to clear the table. Oh, they'll love you. Problem is they may invite you again. They say, oh, you know what? Uh, I, I, let me help with clearing the table. And then maybe when you're cleaning the table, maybe there's, uh, that means you're being responsible. Maybe another responsible person might clean the table. And then you may be able to have a meaningful discussion in the kitchen while you're clearing the table and washing the dishes. Generally speaking, you know, the responsible people volunteer to clear, clean, clear the table and do the dishes. So, therefore, you, there's always ways to do this. And if it's like a really big crowd and they really don't know what you're doing at all, you bring a little safer and look at the safer. So, you got to, you know, look at every situation the way it is. Okay. So, that's what these two footnotes have to say. Now, we're on the top of tough, tough, 
Tess Zion, which is the English of 416. He says, now, and if a person succeeds and he grasps and he's mamish into the dvekas and the loftiness, then he can eat and have pleasure and will not fall into the physicality. And as we mentioned before, I think we spoke on Friday, remember, the chassan does not remember what he ate at the wedding. Remember, I think we mentioned that. Right? Right? So therefore, even though at the time he may have, it may have tasted good and it made you, make you feel a little bit better, but that wasn't the main thing. And therefore, when a person is, is, is focused on something very lofty, right? If I'm amongst lofty things, the small things don't take up a space in your mind, even though they're there and even though you're using with them. Let's say the opposite. You're very worried about something. You come home for supper, you're very worried, and you're just thinking about that thing you're worried about the whole time. You may be eating, but you don't even pay attention. But the opposite can be true. Something you're very happy about. Same thing. And there's levels upon levels, but the fundamental level is it that the overall atmosphere should be spiritual and it should be felt in a general, lofty, spiritual way. And that is, and to merit uh, that, uh, to maybe make an announcement in a very pleasant way when you start and just say, Dahi Sudasa de Malka Kadisha. This is the meal of the Holy Kingdom. Okay, that should stay with you the whole time. In other words, you, if you're the one making kiddush, say, ah, oh, it's so beautiful to see my wife, my children, my family, all sing together with Hashem at this table. Now I'm going to make kiddush, we are now having Kiddush to begin this meal of the Holy King. And just keep that idea. You don't have to, you know, pour it over people every minute. But I'm just so happy that I can be with my family, together with my family, at the King's table. There can be no greater pleasure in the world. Some of you think you're cuckoo. So what are you talking about? I don't see anybody. Hashem is here. And it's all thanks to Hashem. And I'm so happy. And that's all. Just keep reminding yourself. And when you have extra divrei Torah and songs and praises and you're careful of not speaking about things that have no use and not to have mundane customs at the Shabbos table and your behavior will be honorable and you're wearing proper clothes, Shabbos clothes. A lot of people think, I'm not talking about a place where there's very hot and no air conditioning. I'm not talking that you should suffer. Let's say the air conditioning breaks and it's 100 degrees with humidity. Okay, you take off your jacket, you take off your tie, and maybe even take off your shirt. Who knows? I'm, not, I'm talking about a normal day. A normal day, normal day. You come off your shul and you keep your suit and tie on because you're in front of the king. You dress respectfully. Now, of course, you always will offer your guests to make themselves comfortable only because maybe they're not comfortable eating with you and they want to show that you value them as guests. I wouldn't say, oh, keep your shirt and tie on, keep your jacket on, God's over here. No, no I don't want to do that. But, but you know, but the way you dress, that's, that's a big problem. A lot of people, they come home from shul, right away, off with the jacket, off with the tie, off with the, 
Again, I'm not talking about, let's say you were walking and it was sweating and everything feels so yucky and all that. I'm not, I'm saying normal. It's normal feeling. Oh, now I can relax. No, no, we're continuing chakras. We finished Musaf. The davening is, continues now. We continue the, the services at our dining room table. Page 26 for Kiddush. <laughs> After Kiddush, you know, if you look in, if you look in the Zmiros book, take a look at it. A lot of pages we skip. That's all before you eat. Next time, you don't have to say it. Just take a look. Take a look Friday night. I know we have Shalom Aleichem, we have Eish Yisrael, but there's another three, four pages. It's from the Zohar, other places, talks about how holy the Shabbos is, how holy the meal is. I mean, there's a reason for that. <laughs> so put you in that frame of mind. But okay, not everybody can handle it. I would not impose it upon others. Shabbos day, they got all these things to say. Why? So you're in the right mood. But at least... To say, you know, we are now having the great meal with Hashem. At least that point, and I'm dressed properly. Now, there's obviously higher levels than that, that not just the overall atmosphere is spiritual, but your head is mamish laying in vacas, and it's mamish focused completely. And yes, and together with my full focus on my mind and my spirit and my soul, yeah, we give a little attention to the body, but it's just supplementary. You know, I'm a human being. I have to eat. Okay, I will eat. I'll make the body happy. I'll, I'll see Hashem. Now, if you want to see Hashem in the food, you know, or you want to do a mitzvah, I mean, sure, say, ooh, who made this beautiful tiramisu cake? If mama should taste, if this tastes so good, can you imagine what Ganeden would taste like? Oh yeah, my wife spent so much time making. Oh, she's an amazing cook and this and that. Yes, you could do all those things. And then you could say, okay, and we'll have a piece. Oh, because mommish tastes great. I don't have to eat more. One piece says it all. And I thank Hashem for giving us this. It's just a taste of what really is going to be in Oilam Hava, for sure. But the rule is, to the degree you allow spirituality to take up most of the space, the physicality will be pushed to the side. And there's obviously deeper and deeper levels that you can achieve in spirituality, but we'll take it one step at a time. Okay, we got some huge footnotes to still get to and another page to finish this topic, which will move us into sleeping on Shabbos and understanding the spiritual value of that. Okay, Shukayah, everybody. Thank you, man.